King Quest, what up, Howdy? Yeah, like, Howdy Gucci Man McSafe says uh, Stacey Abrams pumping her Nissan Altima. Like, I- I'm going to go over under zero, dog. Like, come on, man. What are we doing, man? I get it. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Sopri706. This is KTSCF Podcast, episode 26. Uh, this usual host, myself, uh, Mr. Savage, a.k.a. the Candyman. And uh, Marcus Sniffles, who just pulled out a upset victory against the Green uh, Bay Packers, I guess. It was not an upset. We were favored in that game. Okay, I I just assumed it was an upset because I'm so detached from football at this point. Like highlights of people, I'm like, oh, Nick Chubb, Nick, Nick Chubb is on my fantasy team. I clearly haven't looked at my roster in, in weeks. He's clearly on the bench since he's been injured. But that worked in my favor because Matt Ryan is usually my starting quarterback, but I forgot to put him in the game. So whoever I have there now probably did better than him. And a shout out to the Falcons. I know this isn't a sports podcast, but shout out to them for keeping keeping uh keeping on with the mission of getting this top 10 draft pick. But mm-hmm. at the expense of being embarrassed on national TV by a tight end playing quarterback who's never started a game in the NFL and lit us up. <laughs> Running like the fuck up, man. Running like a high school offense. I'm like, yo. And, and there and there was people in this fan base is like, oh, Raheem Morris, need to keep Raheem. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like, they didn't blitz that dude like the entire first half. The dude's never started an NFL game at quarterback. Like, I don't know if this is like racism or white privilege because like Jameis Winston is clearly, clearly a better quarterback than this guy. Like, we clearly made Sean Payton look like a genius. To pretty much say, hey guys, we don't respect your your defense this much. We're gonna put this no name bum in the game, and he lit us up. So that tells you everything you need to know about the Falcons. Like we're trash. Like I, I don't know. We're terrible. All this Saints hate week stuff. People out here embarrass themselves on Twitter, man. Just be quiet, man. Like just it'd have been so much easier. Like y'all could have just like no one knew. Like I even forgot. I was like, oh well, the Falcons do play the Saints. Y'all could have just. Laid low, played it chill, but not all week. It's like, hey, fuck the Saints, fuck the Saints, all this shit. And now look at you looking dumb, getting embarrassed by a fucking Mormon Tebow point, 2.0. Like, get out of here with this guy, man. Like, I can't read defenses. <laughs> he throws it to the first read every time. Yeah, Mormon Tebow. Speaking of Tebow, randomly, this dude at work tried to tell me that, like, Tebow and like Lamar Jackson were like similar players, and I had to immediately stop talking to him about sports. <laughs> I was like, dog, Tebow was not good, man, like at all, not even close. It's like, oh, well, Lamar Jackson doesn't have a great arm, and Tebow didn't either. I'm like, uh, Lamar what? Jackson won, won the MVP. Um, so let's relax, let's relax with that foolishness. But he's trying to walk it back a little bit. I'm like, yo, what it is is, first of all, Lamar definitely has a strong arm, and Tim Tebow does too. Uh, Lamar's issue was he came from a gimmicky style scheme. Tebow, he had that elongated throwing motion. He was terribly inaccurate. So this person, for even trying to start out with that statement, can easily be debunked. Like, come on, dude, get it together. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 absurd, but. Anywho, speaking of absurdities, I want to get some, some things out in the, the chat that we saw this week before we get to the main topic. Trying to buy some time for a Rev, wherever she's at, doing or whatever she's doing. But I know, I think uh, y'all both had In and Out, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, I had, okay. I had it last year. Okay, so I thought this is one of those things on the internet. Man, I thought in the I thought in the chat you said you didn't have it. No, I've had it before. What? Well, who was he talking about? He's gonna take to get some. I, I'm oh, not talking about. I'm talking about Fat Burger. Yeah, he's talking about a different. Place. Oh, Fat Burger. Okay, my, my bad. I'm sorry. So I thought it was one of these fake internet things, but apparently Colorado opened up his first uh, in and out in Aurora, uh, Colorado. And there was an estimated 12-hour wait time during the pandemic. Um, so, yeah. Like, I want an Xbox Series X, and they were like, yo, Breeze, if you if you stand in line 12 hours, you can definitely get one. I'm still not doing that, bro. Not doing that. Okay, look, let's, let's be honest here. I'm going to be honest. I've done it before. Oh, Let's let's hear the story. 2012, the Bread Elevens. My first time. At, wait, hold on. Was it 2012? I don't, I don't even know what. I think it was 2012. I think it was 2012. Last time they and came. And that out. was my first crack at getting those shoes. And Regency Square Mall in Jacksonville, Florida, was giving out the tickets at 11 a.m. to get them. I, we got our tickets at 11 a.m. and we did not leave. Until 3 a.m., 3 p.m., we waited the entire time. Oh, wait, well, no, 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 I'm sorry, we waited there until like 10 and then we left and got something to eat and then we came back and finished it up. So, but yeah, we, we were just out there. It was me, Chuck, and Richard, we were out there for them shoes hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, nah, man, I know, nah. I don't think there's a single pair of shoes I would wait 12 hours in line for. To be perfectly honest. And I don't even like breads no more, man. Like, I honestly, like, them shits are kind of played out, to be honest. I'd, I'd rather wear many other shoes besides those. I am excited the cool grays are coming back out next year, though. Which they should have came out this year, but that's yeah, neither here. The 25th anniversary is just not looking good. But that's another topic for another day, of course. Uh, ain't that bad. They're decent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I can't see myself waiting in line for any type of food. Like, twelve hours is a ridiculous amount of time to wait for. What about like a Black Friday? No, a Black Friday like four or five years ago. Not twelve hours. Five inch TV for four hundred bucks or something. Not twelve hours. Twelve hours is a long time. (laughs) Like I've done it. I've done it for like I think the most I was in line for was maybe like three hours for a Black Friday thing. But twelve, like twelve hours, is insane. But also, you got to consider that in uh, Colorado, marijuana is legal. So, I mean, it probably wasn't that bad sitting in the car waiting that long. But twelve hours for a hamburger, in and out, like in and out, is they gonna be y'all gonna be real surprised when you find out how average those burgers are. I mean, for the price point, they're I'd say for the price point, they're pretty good. Cause they're not super expensive. You get a meal for like seven bucks, like a number two, but you do have to eat it like in store. Like you don't eat it like within the first five minutes. The fries are not going to be hit for nothing. Like I think the burger's pretty good though. The cheese is pretty good. The cheese is what's. Well, I, I know that one guy that you introduced me to on uh, Twitter. Uh, East wasn't it no longer East Boy Fresh, but you remember him? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, isn't isn't he the one that always posts like the in and out every now and again? Yeah. Like the animal is delicious. 
Yeah, I haven't tried the animal style, but they say it's pretty good. But I honestly haven't been in and out in a couple months, so I've been kind of chilling. But I mean, yeah, I'm not waiting 12 hours for that shit. But mm-hmm. what else we got? What else we got? Wait forever. We got the. We're gonna t- we're gonna talk about the verses. Hell oh, yeah. yeah! Yeah, we'll start with the verses until Red gets here. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, happy Sunday, Shane. And what's up, Ern? Nah, what's man. Up? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I I'm going to talk about this. We'll come later talk about this damn Megan Stallion album. But. For 15 slash 20 years, I've been waiting to talk about this. Like, Let's get it. 20 years or 15 years. I don't know what, what it was. I've been waiting to talk about this. All right, talk then. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Put your man verse Jesus. So that man is out of control. <laughs> we finally got the battle of the lifetime, and I think I mentioned this before on a podcast last week, and then even before that, uh, when we talked about like some of our favorite discs of all time. I knew the truth was the most ferocious disc I've ever heard. It's not the best lyrically. It's not the best beat. But he took it way too personal. And I kind of felt like it's no way he can play this in front of Jeezy. Like, you got you to gotta have some big-ass nuts to do this. So, well, go ahead. Well, I mean, let, let, let's backtrack before we get there. So, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it starts out link, with, with round one, which I just played. But go ahead. So, he sent me a link. And, and I said this last week. I was a late adapter to the whole Gucci Man thing. Like, I really didn't care for him. because I was like, God, this dude is terrible. But the later into his career, I kind of got more into it. I kind of got it. Like, the man is a grinder. He's a workaholic. Um, I respect this hustle. But this beef uh, apparently started back in 2005 over the record So Icy. So I guess what the problem was, this started all this madness was. Um, I guess Jeezy was under the impression that it was going to be on his debut album, Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101. Which, which it doesn't fit, but yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't need it. Like, it. Thinking about it, like he really didn't need it at the time. Well, they said it was Jay Z that wanted him to have it on his album. Yeah, well, because he was but, signed to Def Jam at that time. Oh yeah, and, and Jay Z oh. was running Def Jam. But Gucci Man decided to put on his independent album Trap House that probably didn't sell any records. But that this is where this started, and there's been and there's been many run-ins between now and then. Uh, Jay Z put a bounty on Gucci Man's chain with a song called Stay Strapped. Gucci Man responded with round one, which uh, Mr. Savage just played, which led to Gucci Man being charged with the murder of uh, the the aforementioned person in the the truth. Pookie Loke, we smoking on Pookie Loke. Which is it, it, this is where we'll stop because this is this is where the important stuff happens. So over over a song, a gentleman named Pookie Loke was was murdered, and led to like uh, Mr. Savage said, one of the most disrespectful diss tracks of all time. So we'll fast forward to 2020. Um, so initially, this was supposed to be Jeezy versus Ti, which I think for the "quote unquote" versus format would have been better because they both have like a lot of hits. But um, I guess something happened because initially, uh, Young Jeezy said he invited Gucci Man to do it, and he politely declined. And then I guess something happened. Uh, them wanting to market their mixtapes. Wow. Oh yeah, I got that book too. It's a good book. Then uh, one to market the mixtape in uh, Jeezy's new album. I guess it's sad to like, like, let's get it, let's make this happen, which was pretty cool though, because like, of course, it started an hour late, but they didn't start till they had like over a million people in the 
in the versus room, and they got up to like 1.7 million people at one point. And to put yeah, this in probably more, but I know like for myself, I actually didn't watch it on the iTunes. I, I mean, I didn't watch it on IG. I watched it through like lately. I watch mine on iTunes. So yeah. So and to put that in perspective, Monica and oh no, not Monica and Brandy, but I think they said Trick Daddy and Trina had like fifty thousand people watching that versus. <laughs> well, theirs wasn't even like an official versus. They just did their yeah. shit at the radio station at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, but I mean, the, the the average household person doesn't know who Gucci Man is. Well, they might know who Young Jeezy is, but they do know they don't know who Gucci Man is. And and I can be honest that like people like myself were watching that versus for disgusting reasons. We were there for one reason, one reason only. We wanted to see a murder on live. That's what <laughs> we to see somebody get shot out well, live. That's, that, that's a moment we didn't want to miss. Like it was it was the whole FOMO thing. Like yo, like. Is this really gonna happen? Is this really gonna happen? Shout out to the DJ. DJ who had the, the set prior to the verses was pretty good. Let's see, he played yeah. ruined it. That shit was terrible when he hit that, but he's pretty good. Shout out to the Ox DJ. Check out her playlist for that uh that battle. Um well, I, was anyway. talking, I was talking to uh I keep my socks on before shout out to her. She's been on the podcast before. I talked to her uh before the battle, and I was kind of like, you know, what kind of what kind of numbers is this gonna do? Because like Jeezy is kind of he was uh, he was a pretty mainstream rapper, but he's not really he hasn't been relevant in a while. And Gucci is definitely like for the most part a regional artist. So I'm like, what kind of numbers are they gonna do for this thing? But for them to get over a million views just on Instagram is pretty impressive. And I just that just goes to show like what the South has done, especially Atlanta has done in in terms of like music and and uh, culture and impact. Because like they've had other New York artists do this and they're not even coming close to a million. Like Brandy and Monica, Gucci and Jeezy, both of their verses had over a million views and no one has come close to that. Yeah. So so let's get to the whole verses. Like again, you would clearly thought it was tension immediately. Like they were separated by at least maybe six to eight feet. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty far away. Um, they actually never really and got it was there. a raised stage, so it wouldn't be any way they can get to one another. Like in yeah, time. Without, yeah. Um, and, and immediately, um, Gucci Man came out immediately with a diss record. Like Gucci Man had no intentions. That of was I was like off the rip. The first yeah, song you're gonna do. Damn. He had no of even attempting to play by I, the rules. You know what? But at first. I did think that I was like, okay, well, it made sense because I didn't think that he would rap the whole verse, but I thought when he came on and they played it, I was like, okay, maybe this is like a pre-drop to what he's going to do. Like, Because it starts out, this is round one of Gucci Mane versus Jeezy, and then I thought they cut to another song, but yeah, he, he came out swinging hard. Go ahead. So they went back and forth. Like Gucci Man was pretty much doing whatever he wanted to. He 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 did not care. Like Twitter was like, "Oh, yeah, man, Gucci's getting washed." Gucci Man did not care. He did not come there with the intentions to win the verses. He came there with the mission to disrespect Young Jeezy in front of as many people as possible, and he won that war. Because you know what, the single dropped for that the next day, like again. So. Yeah. So like I like I'm sure the 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 people in Young Jeezy's camp were celebrating and high fiving each other, but like y'all y'all weren't peeping game to the real mission that was going on. Y'all weren't really y'all weren't really ready for what's going on. So 
uh, eventually uh, the truth was played, mm. and the IG comments got a bit tense. There's mm. a lot of uh, very uncomfortable emojis and comments, and that's where the things kind of stopped. And and that's where uh, Young Jeezy started copping pleas and giving the whole like Black Lives Matter speech, even though you've been rapping about trapping your entire career, um, which I find hilarious, considering that you allegedly sent somebody to kill this man, but now Black Lives Matter. So I'm just like, got to keep that same energy. And I respect Gucci. Like people are like, oh yeah, Jeezy, you know he's a real one. This is what we need. Yes, I get it. We don't need any more violence in the streets, black people getting killed, whatnot. But like you started this. You know what I'm saying? You started this. First this. And now let me see if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you heard the the first um the first this, like stay strapped all the way to the end. Uh, I probably was probably been a while. Okay. Well, at the end of the song, he definitely said, you know, that Gucci was a bitch, this, this, and that. And he said, I want that. He called the chain fake. And then he said, I got 10 K $10,000 on your head. I want that chain. You know, we're going to, we're going to get that chain. Um, and then of course, uh, you, once you kind of get into who Pookie Loke is, he actually was signed to CTE. So then that's like, okay, well, it does look like people that are affiliated with you went to collect this man's chain and he defended his life. So that was just my point. Yeah, this is one of the moments where I'm kind of, I'm glad that this was done in person and not how Versus was at the beginning when it was, you know, just two people sitting in in their studios or at home over the phone because I feel like this would have escalated way more faster if they were able to read the comments being said because like when it's when it's the way they've been doing it the artists can't see the comments like they can't go up there and read the comments and see what's being said but i feel like if they could some i think things would have escalated just because of the, the there's there's a lot there's a this is a very long-standing beef like this is a this is I'm trying to think like this. This is definitely like a top five most personal beef like of ever, like of all time. Like when it comes to not like on on songs, the the beef records aren't that great. But when you talk about, hey, these two dudes do not like each other, like on a deeply personal level, this is definitely in the top five of those things. So I feel like the comments would have riled them up a bit more. And I, I honestly... I didn't think Gucci was going to do what he did, rapping the way he rapped, dead in that man's face. But like you said, this is kind of on Jeezy. Like, and Jeezy, will, he will not cop to like, yeah, man, I was in the wrong too. Like, I I messed up. You know, obviously he doesn't want to admit that he, you know, told his boy to go rob him because he doesn't want to implicate himself. But at some point, you got to take some sort of responsibility. Like, it's almost being painted like Gucci's this wild boy, or he is a wild boy, but like Gucci's this wild boy <laughs> who's just... He's just out of control. He can't be, you know, tamed. He's off of his leash. And Jeezy's some, like, diplomat who's just like, well, I don't know why this young Negro is so upset with me. I know, uh, All I did was send out a couple of, I'm just made, we made so icy together. Why is he so upset with me? Like, no, nigga, you tried to get this man killed. This man hates your guts. Yeah. They never dapped each other up. Not one time. I watched it again. When they first came out and when they left, they didn't dap each other up. No handshakes, no nothing. Gucci didn't sit down one time. These niggas hate each other still. 
<laughs> and even though he was in the club afterwards, they was separated like pretty far apart. So like, Stacey Abrams, tell them niggas to stay home, man. Jesus Christ. I know you want them to vote, but tell them to stay home, too. And, and you know what? I felt like they did that, too, to try to calm the tension down. Like, oh, this is a surprise. We'll have Stacey Abrams. Let's calm yeah. it down. <laughs> I need to add that to the 2020 list. Like, that, I didn't expect that. I was like, bro, what are we doing, man? Like, Versus has really jumped the shark. Like, bro, let, let's be real. How many mixtapes? Abushi, <laughs> her fucking. Hey, shout out to King Quest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? King Quest, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, how many Gucci Bad Big Saves has uh, Stacey Abrams pumped with her Nissan Altima? Like, I- I'm going to go over under zero, dog. Like, come on, man. What are we doing, man? I get it. And I hope it works. If it works, then kudos to her. But, like, bro, that. You don't need to be in the verses. Like you need to be doing other diplomatic stuff, dog. Like this is the wrong place for you, dog. Not that versus. That wasn't the versus yeah. to be at. That was more of a Kisa Last Bottoms type event. Like she was <laughs> like Ti and uh, Killer Mike and stuff like that. So she no, might kind of. That was a versus for niggas. Like niggas yeah. was at that versus. You was at the wrong club, lady. I'm sorry. No disrespect. You was at the wrong one. You already kind of disrespects her with that tweet, but that's the thing you know. Respectfully. 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 Oh my God. It, it, it is funny too though, like how every time like how Jeezy was trying to play the, the bigger, bigger man, like Gucci was clearly disrespecting his outfit, which I which I'm still confused why he was dressed like that. Like, what was that? A leather like basketball jersey? It or? looked like a No Limit Master P jersey. That's what it looked like. Oh my god! Oh shit! Rev is here. Like, like, if it wasn't that, it was like some sort of, you know, Mace and Diddy Bad Boy type of basketball jersey going on. Like, Gucci was clean though. He was clean though. He had a nice little suit going. I, I respected it. He came ready. Yeah. yeah. So he was in his Sunday best, like he just got out of, you know, like he was about to go to court. My thing is, what did that have to do with the verses? Like, yeah, I got, I got five million dollars worth of chains on. Let's do an ice contest. No, let's do a real estate contest. I own half Atlanta. Okay, so let's get to that point. That's, that's the point I was getting to. So um, somebody tweeted uh, at Watch Me underscore underscore Ball tweeted, "How big is Atlanta? Because Tyler Perry owns half of Atlanta. Ti owns half of Atlanta." And Jeezy owns half Atlanta. Something ain't adding up. So somebody ain't telling the truth, Todd. Like, Jeezy, come on, bro. That's that's cap, bro. Like, I don't think you owed all of Atlanta. You might owe a couple <laughs> yeah, stores, this nigga true. couple storefronts. Like your albums weren't that good. You know what I'm saying? Like you haven't bought uh, <laughs> quite a few albums, my guy. And, and from what the streets are saying, the recession too was ass. So super ass. It's not great. Ass, like. no, it's not great. I had no, I had zero intentions of listening to that album. Like as soon as I heard he was, as soon as I saw how he was dressed like uh, Doug Funny's sister, <laughs> I was like, I'm not listening to that shit, Doug. All right, dude. Y'all got finesse. He didn't get my stream, bro. He didn't you get. Got, you got two of mine. I gonna lie. You got two of mine. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that, but. I mean, I mean, kudos to them, but to be honest, if if somebody would have got shot after that in a Gucci Mask camp, I would have understood it. Like, you know, Griffin, Georgia. I know a dude. I know a dude from Griffin, Georgia. Adolphus knows that same dude from Griffin, Georgia. What the fuck? Poochie. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, yes, Young Jeezy was dressed like it was 2006 King Quest. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, 
Red, what are your thoughts on the whole Jeezy Gucci Man versus? Did you watch it? Um, so unfortunately, I had a meeting at the same time. Y'all had watched it during the meeting? No, it was a work meeting. Um, we were like kind of we're in pitch mode right now at work, so we were working through a deck and it was um a foreign client. So if I would have been like, You guys want to hear some Jeezy Gucci, they would have been like <laughs> So I had to watch it. I had to watch most of it on mute. What'd you say? Oh, I had to watch most of it on mute. Um, but I did catch the ends and my friends were keeping me updated via text um on like what was happening. Um, I will say that if I'm sure that anybody that considers Jeezy the winner, it's probably because Jeezy does have the more the most um like commercial hits. Like Gucci and Gucci doesn't have a, a whole feature. Like he just ain't hitting commercially like that. So if you don't know, like mixtape Gucci or like you know Gucci pre, um, turn around and and slim down, um, yeah, you probably think GZ won. I. Um, Here you go. Here we go. So I prefer G to GZ, but I also can see how someone would think GZ won. And I also don't think for a second that either one of these men um, are sincere about ending said beef. I just think that um, it would have been odd to sit there and be disrespected for two hours straight and then not pretend to squash um, the beef. Because then if you just say, all right, this was fun, and you go their separate ways, it's like, okay, well, what now? So it has to come to some sort of resolution so so icy can be played. So that's what I think about yeah, it. Yeah, that, 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 that beef ain't going anywhere. Right. I think it was fun for the culture. I think everybody, you know, had a good time. We're in quarantine. Very small things entertain us right now. Um, and I think that this was just fun to sit in the house and listen to. Well, and going to that point with the, the, fake, uh, the fake reconciliation, I, I think we can all be in agreement. So I think that I wonder how much they got paid. Like, what was the bag for them to do that? Because I know they didn't do that for free. Oh, yeah, they got, they definitely, the bag had to have been nice, especially for, uh, I guess, for Jeezy, because uh, obviously he had an album to promote that night. So, right. He had, a, he, had, he had an incentive to be there. I wonder how upset T.I. was for two hours straight. Like, I wonder how many words he used out of context to show his dis, um, disappointment and uh, his discontent with the fact that he was booted to allow this to happen. Like, I just wonder how you I'm sure he did I'm sure he had his thesaurus working that night. I'm sure he was flipping through all the pages. Yeah, um, he was I definitely arguing with somebody, so. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yes. was definitely <laughs> arguing was with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Clifford. But I, mean, I think, like, are people ducking T.I. purposely? Not because they're afraid of him, but just because nobody wants to sit in the room with him for two hours. <laughs> like, no one wants to talk to that guy. Like, come on, man. Remember, he had called out 50, and now 50 is supposed to be doing one with game, which... Oh, yeah, I want to get to that. Does T.I. not realize the extent to which he's disliked to where people are just like, I'd much rather do a versus with Shirley Caesar than sit in the room with T.I. for two hours. <laughs> Yeah, that man, that man did a did a versus with his worst enemy other than Ti, like a man that despises him. But I think I think when it comes to like picking a winner over this thing, I remember someone was talking about how there was like a, an old presidential debate between like uh, John F. Kennedy and like some other guy, 
And they said, like, if you were watching the debate on TV, you would say that JFK was winning that debate. But if you actually listened to it on the radio, it sounded like the other guy was winning. And there's something about, like, presence and delivery mm -hmm. that can kind of get lost in other mediums. But, like, if you look at the paper, if you look at the, the track list, you look at the songs that were played, Jeezy won that thing. Hands sure. down. You you go track by track, song by song. Wow, Jeezy smoked Gucci. But as, you're, as you watch it, you see it in person, and you see Gucci's energy, and you right. see the way he is rapping in this man's face, talking about smoking on that pokey loke. You're like, right. yo, dog, Gucci is killing this man. And right. that's pretty much how it went. And like, somebody on that. That Gucci wasn't Gucci could care less about winning a hits battle that, with Jeezy. We did not care. Yes, we already <laughs> that man came there because he ain't seen Jeezy face to face in 15 years. He made sure to punctuate that it is not 20, it's been 15. 15. 15. <laughs> and he came there to say everything he had held on his heart to his face and dared anything to happen. He didn't care about no track listing and going song for song. That didn't mean nothing to Gucci. <laughs> Because oh. he did leave a lot on the table that he could have like went with. Both of them did, honestly. But yeah, to me, when I look at Gucci and Jeezy, I knew Jeezy, he was going to come out with heavyweight tracks and blow it out the water. The thing for me was, okay, well, Gucci has more overall hits, even though they're regional. So I was kind of looking to see that. But when he, when he played two back-to-back -back diss tracks, I was like, okay. And then when, when you did, if you looked at it and you seen his energy towards the man, and then even the fact when he was rapping the truth and you seen Jeezy sitting down, leaned back, and his, he was like kind of shaking his head, that's kind of psyching yourself out. Like, wow, you know, this is some fucked up shit <laughs> I'm going And I just, I just felt like from there, and he, he gave this long-ass speech, and like you guys said earlier, you get this long speech talking about black on black crime and this and that and social injustice and stuff like that. But you were the one that started this. You started the beef. You you dissed the man. You you did all this stuff. You tried to take a hit that you didn't need. Where this was Gucci's first and only hit for a few years, actually, and. It, you go out and you make this speech and it just sounds like, you know what? I can't really say what I want to say because I need to portray growth, but you really pissed me off, right? And you got under my skin and, and to then go the next day in an interview and further clarify Pookie Lowe and the situation and saying, well, yeah, he was signed to me, but I ain't set no bounty on him. You, you did it on, on, on the CD, on the mixtape, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah, this was, I think, under, uh, I think if we were able to be outside some more, um, I personally think this probably would have went, let's just say versus was a thing two years ago. I think this may not have gone the way that we saw it now. I think it would have been oh, a lot. Uh, well, I lot saw, like, they were, they were having versus watch parties and people were scrapping it out. I was like, yo, first of all, where are y'all's mask? And second of all, why are y'all fighting? by Apple Music fighting in the bar. First of all, y'all need to go home. Yeah, I mean, one, one thing I will say about one thing I will say about like um, that's been going on with some of these beefs, not just this beef, but even like Saints, Falcons or, 
you know, this fighter versus this fighter, like it can get to a point where they will scrap. Like I, I've been to Florida, Georgia games and they fight like every time somebody got stabbed one time. Like it just, so it's something about it. You really are a fanatic, a fan of something. And, and he has an enemy. Now I have an enemy. And so they kind of, I guess do that, but they're not paying you. What are you doing? Like I seen somebody go through a fucking table. Like <laughs> it's like that one episode of the Boondocks when somebody threw a chair and everybody just started fighting. Yo, so it, it, I think it was kind of messed up though because like it was clearly like a home field advantage to Jeezy because like there was mad people in the background rapping his verses. I'm like, yo, like how did you get all these people in for Jeezy? Like, where was I guess Gucci's noons on rap? They just be in the corner like me mud because I didn't hear nobody rapping Gucci man. Bro, they didn't come there to rap. They ain't yeah. come there to rap. <laughs> they don't know them songs. They knew what time it was. Nobody was there to sing songs and hold hands. No, his they, were there no they weren't. In case not, that, from, uh, not from Gucci's side. Jesus' people were singing all the lyrics. I'm like, all right, this is kind of messed up. It's not, it wasn't a neutral. Our overall location. great people, like I've worked with them before. We have a, a longstanding partnership. So they're all overall great, like nice sing song. Like everybody's so nice. I've never, I don't get that vibe from Gucci's side from looking at them on the other side. So it doesn't surprise me that nobody was there to rap. Uh, yeah. I have I, I know somebody um in Jacksonville that um has had an encounter recently with Gucci's camp, like within the last three or four months, and they said Gucci is real aggressive. Like he don't play that shit, he's mad aggressive, his people are quick to pull the strap. I don't know what it is because initially he wasn't like that, but Gucci man is crazy. Like when he was doing all that wild stuff in 2013 before he went to prison, you know, riding down the freeway, pointing guns, trying to fight niggas in the mall. Like that nigga is a mental patient, you know? Like, and I'm not trying to make fun of it, but yeah, the nigga's crazy. Make, well, sure, you it, guys, make sure you guys read his book. His read yeah, the book. That, <laughs> read the book. That'll tell you. Yeah. So I, I think there I think there's three things in that book, or four things that stood out to me was A, he was serving in Augusta, which was interesting. I'm like, oh, he's out there slaying away in my home in our home city, you know, putting in work. Um, two, I guess at one point when he was in jail, I guess like somebody tried to kill him or hit him in the head with like a lock in the mouth or some shit like that. That stood out. And then there's another part where I guess like he had women like sucking his toes or something like that. I was back confused. Like he was wild. I wish I had those those parts in the book highlighted. But Gucci's about that life. Like honestly, Gucci man is the only rapper I believe when he says stuff. Gucci has said they ain't beat that murder charge or killed them folks that Gucci killed. Like that members only. He ain't play that. I love that song. Like, why didn't he play members <laughs> only? That has some. That has some bangers on that. Joint. The uh, the joint with Big Sean was a banger. A change. That shit goes hard. But yeah, like just looking at Gucci Man, dude had mad tattoos on his face. The dude clearly was really eating, living that like steak and shrimp lifestyle. He looked like he was six months pregnant for quite some time. You know what I'm saying? Like he killed somebody. He went to jail. He put out thirty seven thousand mixtapes in one year. Like I. I really believe the things Gucci said. There's another rapper in Atlanta that I feel like doesn't get questioned enough for the things he says, but that's another, you know, episode for another day, T.I. But, yeah. But, yeah. Well, T.I.'s car did get pulled with the shoddy low beef. It wasn't, 
but yeah, he did. Um, and then like when you do the research on that one, like real quick, just going to a side subject, but Shawty Lowe had loaned him the cars for the video shoot. I'm serious. So it was like he knew him for a while, and Shawty Lowe was a real OG in the game. And he was like, you know, T.I. was just, you know, a little small time guy in Riverdale that sold a little pot. And but you know, let T.I. tell it he was moving big weight and he's, you know, the man, the Rick hey, Ross growing. What what a man said on uh Yeah, there's some questionable T.I. lyrics. I was be looking at this man like, all right, all right, Wakanda, Atlanta's Wakanda, fucking get this shit out of here, dog. But yeah, that is what it is. But yeah, the verse is very intense. And uh I'm glad as of now there's no body count, so I, I respect them for not killing anybody after that. So, but anywho, oh, there's gonna be a body count, but not because somebody got shot. Because all those folks were in compound with no mic, with no mask on. It's about to be a lot of grandmas. It's about to be out of here before Turkey Day. Damn, damn, not grandma. Yeah, Thanksgiving. No freaking mask on. It's literally a pandemic outside, guys. The club damn. don't even snap like that. Go home. Yeah, that's one of those again another FOMO moment. If you get in the building with the Gucci Man and Jeezy, you can. Do it just to say you were there type deal but transition to the the thing that i really want to talk about especially with the uh, rev here is uh megan the stallion and uh yeah she had her debut album so we'll, we'll be a gentleman and let the lady go first and give her takes i'm gonna get uh, another gentleman in here that want to speak who has some very very fire takes so uh, rev the floor is yours hold on let me i want to pull up the track list so i can remember um things so i did listen to it I'm not going to talk about really the last three songs. Like, honestly, those songs are thrown on there so it can be a high selling album. Savage Remix did numbers already in the summertime. Girls in the Hood, uh, not a personal favorite of mine. It's a, you know, it's a little fun bop for the summertime, but it already did what it was going to do in the the summer. And then Don't Stop, Young Thug. Um, Another, you know, fun little party song. It already did what it was going to do a couple weeks ago. I will say the song that I absolutely did not like was Don't Rock Me to Sleep, which is track 13 on the album. Um, I didn't make it through that song at all. I don't like it. It's her, like, you know, um, it's her, um, what's what's the song J. Cole had that he that was very commercial? Now it's out of my head. Uh, workout. Workout. It's her workout. It's, like, very pop, bubblegum. You'll hear it in H&M or Forever 21. Um, maybe J. <laughs> section is very pop um i love body body is fun i love the scissor feature on freaky girls um oh i love do it on the tip featuring the city girls i'm tired of the baby but i guess crybaby was all right um i really love shots fired um and i love that she started the album with it and i hate that people keep saying like oh she's dragging it how many times do we have to hear about nigga getting beat up in the fifth grade or you got slapped one time in the club or somebody shot near you, not even at you. You just happened to be in the parking lot when you was getting shot at. And that was your whole persona. Give me a break. She rapped about it one time. Leave me, leave me alone. Um, but I mean, overall, and I hope I don't sound like, you know, a good person. But I think overall, Megan has had stronger projects before her debut album. And if we're going to rank all of her projects from Tina Snow to now or even before then, I don't think this was you know a strong project um i would love it if she kind of regrouped and gave us something um 
something more. I don't know. I don't know what's missing with Megan. I won't. I don't want to say she gives us the same um, like talking points or the same music over and over again because I don't feel that. I just think that something is missing, and I want more. I don't know what that more is yet. I think I need to sit with the album a little bit longer. But I, I, I want more from Megan, and this was not one of her best projects. But as far as debut albums go, though, I'm sure she'll be fine. Okay, fair enough. Yes, King Quest has made it clear that he thinks she is a, a TikTok rapper. So, <laughs> uh, who, who wants to go next? And then we can have an open conversation once everybody gets their takeoff. Yo, Mr. Savage. Yes, uh, aka Mr. Candyman. But anyway, um, yes. so my thoughts on the album. I actually. At first, I did not like it at all. Like, I thought it was so bad. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really bad. And I, I called South Breeze, and he, he reasoned with me. And so I listened to it again. And, and, and just to say, the reason why I thought it was bad initially was it has songs that are those songs that we pick on Drake for, like the TikTok songs, the Tootsie Slides, the stuff like that. It, it has those on it. But just overall, I'm like, you know what? Like, I just, I, I, and I hate to do this, but I just felt Cardi's album was way better, in my opinion. I'm not trying to say she's a better rapper or anything like that. I just felt like the way her album was put out, I kind of, I, I like that a lot better than Meg. I feel like Meg's album is something I expect from the Yin Yang Twins or something like that. Like, just a straight up party, shake ass eat my pussy and stick my thumb up my butt or whatever type of stuff rap. Oh, wow. I've missed okay. that lyric. What? That's crazy. <laughs> you know what? That was on Yo Gotti's new song. I'm sorry. I've been... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been just... I listened to the album twice. I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, my goodness. It's been a long weekend. Like, I've listened to so many projects, including that horrible recession track that was just track. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, th that was my thoughts on it. I thought the second time that I listened to it, I was like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as what I thought. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm really starting to like this little dirt guy. I had never really gotten into him, but I heard him for a while. But he's strung together some tracks now, including the track on this one. I'm like, okay, I like little dirt. Um, I didn't, I don't care for the 90s and early 2000s retroing of the tracks. I, I just think do something a little bit more original because those, like when you do that, um, and I mean, I know Drake, Six God, yada, yada, yada. He did this track where he sampled back that ass up called Practice, and that made me hate Drake for years. Oh. And so it's like when you do that, you don't nail it. It's like, oh, hell no. Like, I, I do not like this. So those are immediate skips. I think that I agree with the point. And I can, it, it seems like, and it's not just Megan, it's a lot of newer artists, um, rapping for hits and like rapping for charts. You can tell when somebody is chasing, chasing a hit and chasing a TikTok, you know, you know, a little eight count, something the kids can make eight counts to. Um, and you could tell it specifically with Megan when you go back and listen to a Tina Snow and she's just rapping like 
Freak Nasty ain't Freak Nasty is miles ahead of any song on this project. Or like, you know, you can tell that she's gotten to a point where like um commercial success is important. Um, and it's important enough to kind of alter your rap style. And I just I hope that with that with the project that she can just feel free to go in and rap and not chase a hit because I think Megan has made it to the point where you can you can just rap. Like you can just make the music that you like and people aren't normally gonna follow you. Like I'm not expecting Megan to come out with some, you know, the conscious record of the year where she's, you know, dissecting, you know, uh, male privilege and things. But I do think that Megan could go in and make a song that she truly likes and truly enjoys and people will, will jump on it. So I hope that whatever her sophomore project is, um, that she puts a little bit more thought into into track listening. I prefer albums that tell stories, so I hope that maybe she'll go that route at some point. Um, so yeah, I would like to see a, a stronger sophomore effort whenever that happens. All right, so before Marcus gets his takes in, I'm going to get the homie Aaron in. He's been very vocal on Twitter about this album. You know, we're, we're the greatest podcast on earth because we let the, the fans jump in and get their takes off. So let's let's hear Mr. Moses has to say. Right, What's good, man? What's good, homie? So, like I said on Twitter, I just don't like the fact that all her music, I don't want, when I say sound is same, I'm talking about what she's talking about, like, not like actual the beats and the production of the music, but out of the 17 track lists, how many of her songs were not about sex? Maybe two or three. So it's like, at what point am I going to get a different version of Meg Thee Stallion? Like, I'm tired of hearing about that. We know you can rap about sex, but at what point, even in her first track, you can tell that she has bars. I'm not saying she's a bad rapper. You can tell she has bars. She has the flow and she has everything that you need to have. But at what point are you not going to rap about sex? That's all I'm saying about the album. So when I get an album that's worth not, that's worth talking about other than fuck niggas get money, then all right, then we'll have a different conversation. But other than that, what's new? The only counterpoint I have for that is that I love Young Thug and Young Thug has rapped about nothing but drugs for the last like seven years. So, or like I love Future, but Future raps about, you know, being sad on Codeine and loving women that don't love him back or, you know, having women love him that he don't love back. So I that's my only counterpoint to that is that we have male artists that rap about the literal same thing over and over again. What I would like to do, though, to kind of go with your point is if that is going to be your subject matter, let's get some variety in the situations that you rap about. Like, let's get let's get a little bit more nuance in this in the the conversation. But you know, I don't know. I've listened to Drake uh, cry over a woman or a stripper who didn't call him back, or the the girl at Hooters who wouldn't take his number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love. <laughs> Wait a minute, why is her man my name? I just saw it. Just saw that too. I got it. <laughs> oh my god. I said deep for the top. Deep for the top. Oh shit. Oh, Alright. Oh, what, what is your take? Yeah, um Well, I I I thought the album was okay. It was fine. Um I and I think it's a it's a larger discussion about like what people are doing doing with music nowadays it's just like you put out a project every year 
that isn't considered your debut album. And then once you get to your debut album, it's like, these were the best songs you could you could come up with. Because I went back, I went back and I uh, yesterday, I went back and I listened to all of her projects that she that she's released since 2017. There's a lot of like high level uh, rapping and production on those songs that are better than these songs that she picked for her album. And I think one of the things that she messed up on is um, the producers. Like the the producers that get the best out of her is Lil Ju and Juicy J. And on this album, she only had three songs with Juicy J and two songs with Lil Ju. And it's just like, like that's that's your uh, forty to Drake, your uh, Key Wayne to Big Sean. Like you need like there's certain you're Kanye West to Jay Z. There's there's certain producers that get better out of rappers. Like we've seen this; it's historical. We know this. So I think if she'd have had more uh, production from them, it would have made the the album better. I think if you go if you take like the three best songs off of uh, uh, Tina Snow and Fever and put those on this album, this album is a whole lot better because those two projects were better than this. Um, what else? What else? I think if this album comes out in like 2000, 2002, maybe 2004, it has a little bit more of a regional sound to it. Because on some of her early stuff, she had some of that Houston influence with the slow down, chopped up. She had one with a Pimp C sample on there, a more Houston sound. And on this one, she does this nowhere to be found. There's no type of influence on where she's from and her culture, which has influenced her up to this point. So it's like, and, and I think it's like what Rev is saying. You're trying to get something that everybody can like. But if you do what you do and represent who you are and where you're from, like genuinely, people will fuck with it. Like people tried to deny Outkast for being too Atlanta for a long time. But at the end of the day, they had like New York had to eat it because they're like, yeah, we know they're from Atlanta. They're doing all this country shit, rapping about Cadillacs or whatever. But the shit is still hot. We have to acknowledge this. We have to take this L. I think if Megan would kind of embrace being from Houston as far as production wise and sound wise, I think she would be on a better path. And like, the baby, we're done with the baby, guys. Like Megan and the baby, we're done with that. Let's we don't need any more songs from you guys. You guys had a good run. It's cool. Bet that's it. And oh, uh, the uh, the Toy Lane song. I thought the song was cool. I I I would not have opened with that honestly. I think you could have opened up with uh, <laughs> "Ain't Equal" from uh, her last project. That would have been a better intro. To the album and the only reason i say that is because this is your debut album the first song they hear from you is about someone else and i i'm personally not a fan of it i think this is i, I was trying to think of an album that had a disc record that early in an album and the only one i could think of is a blueprint and jay-z had takeover as track number two this is track number one like this is what you're starting out with and so i would have easy yeah i would have i would have put that either I would have put that towards the end, kind of like how Pusha T did with the uh, infrared. Like put it at the end, so it doesn't. So it doesn't. It's not perceived as you're out here chasing cloud or trying to drag on a situation, even though you're not. But it just kind of lets people focus on your body of work, your music, and then at the end, get this nigga to fuck out the paint. That's that's what I would have did if I'm you know the producer A and R whoever that helps pick out songs. But 
Yeah, I just think that she's put out too much good music to put out an album. This, I, I hate to say, I, well, I don't hate to say, it, but it's just true. She she put out an average album. Like she's put out yeah. way better music than this. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah. like you said, I I would I will go back. I, I will say that it is unlikely that I visit this album as a whole again. There are tracks, of course, that I'll add to a playlist, and they'll be fun girl tracks or whatever. But it is unlikely for me to go back and listen to good news you know, tracks one through whatever um, in the way that I probably would have gone, that I often do go back and listen to Tina Snow from, from top to bottom, or um, I go back through Fever with a few few skips or so. So yeah, I don't know if I'll go back to, to good news. Also, I think just in the, the landscape of music, like music is so here today and gone tomorrow now, like. It, oh it, no, M- music is here today and gone 30 <laughs> minutes after it's released. Like there yeah. were so many people like, I look. I woke up at like what? What time did I wake up at? Like it was on Friday. I woke up at like seven thirty or something like that. And I'm checking Twitter. And people are like, "Oh, this album's trash. Get this album out of here. This album is whack." I'm like, Bro, "This album's been out for seven hours. Like you, like you just woke up and listened to it. And you're done with it already. Like you, like you really have to like get like we're we're not giving albums a chance anymore. And I understand that it's it's not like back in the day." Or you had to like listen to an album for like weeks at a time. Like I understand time has sped up, but it can't be to the point where you listen to an album one time and over your iPhone speaker while you're tweeting, while you're eating and doing other things, and halfway listening to it, and you listen to it one time, and you're just like, "Well, that album's done. Never listen to that. It's not good." It's like you got to give it a, another listen, different atmosphere. You know, headphones, speakers, car, while you're walking, doing something, you got to hear it in other settings, not just, you know, laying in the bed, halfway listening, tweeting, and doing like, yeah, I don't like this album, and then moving on. Like, and I'm not saying that I do, like, I'm trying to get away from listening to music and, and tweeting about it at the same time. Like, Tribbles does it, and she, I feel like she's pretty good with being able to listen to the music and tweet about it at the same I can't do that because I'll just I, my mind just goes other places so I have to like actively try to keep my phone down while I'm listening to something for the first time at least you got we got to give this stuff a chance I honestly hadn't been listening to a lot of music because I had chosen an album to kind of sit with um there's this band called clipping um that has like experimental hip-hop and they dropped the album October 23rd called Visions of Bodies Being Burned. And I've kind of been sitting with that since October 23rd to now. Cause I know, like you said, I can't I can't listen to an album once and be like, yeah, I hate it, unless it's a the baby album. Then I know I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I think it is a problem with the new era of music that like artists don't put out debut albums anymore like mixtapes become like pseudo albums but they're not albums but then they are albums remember when young thug put out his debut album like a year ago and i was like wait a minute what <laughs> yeah they're like like chance the rapper chance the rapper put out his debut album I'm like this thing has put out like three albums what are you talking about this is your debut album you put out like a collaboration album this is your yeah. like it is debut was trash too. I was like, God damn, man. Well, and, and the thing is, is that like it, it it takes away from the hype. Even though Meg did try to do like a rollout for it, it's like yo, we've we've kind of seen it all. Like there's really nothing you can surprise us with. Like they can really get us more excited than, like you said, better projects. But for me, the album it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It was cool. I mean. I think it was like sequenced pretty badly as far as where the tracks were. Like a lot of people didn't like Don't Rock Me to Sleep. I didn't really have a problem with it. I just think it was like 
placed very poorly in the album. Um, so I, I, I did a playlist where I rearranged the album. So and, and again, the same like Marcus said, that uh, this track should not have been the first track. It should have been the last or second last track. Like it, it gives you some, it leaves people something to talk about. Like, hey, you can go ahead and slander the album all the way through it. But then you get to the end, it's like, oh shit, y'all hear that disc? Like that, that's something that kind of gets people talking and excited. But when you do off the rip, it's like you kind of just like wasted a moment there or whatever. So my track listen, if I were to single this album or put it out, I had Dude on a Tip first, Cryberry, wow. Cryberry second, which I hate that song. That song is terrible. Like just the just the visuals in my head, like lay on your stomach and do the cry, that shit's terrible. But I had that second. The baby noises are just the, the whining sound. I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, I, I got Don't Rock Me to Sleep three, uh, Sugar Baby four, Circles track five, Movies track six, What's New track seven, Intercourse, which I feel was just kind of really odd. So like, I tried to sandwich like the like the kind of songs people were, that are kind of weird about, like Don't Rock Me to Sleep and Intercourse. I sandwiched them in between like like upbeat stuff. So after intercourse, we go work that freaky girls, which I really like. That's a great song. Um, go crazy, body outside was a cool song too. Um, outside is a perfect it's a perfect ending song. Like I, I view that as the end of the album because it, it yeah, fits yeah. perfect. So I just said I outside was. Outside. I say I say out. Yeah, we're not going back outside. I say <laughs> uh, outside was a good good ending song, and then I would have had. Uh, okay. So I say outside is the ending song. Throw Savage Remix on there. I took off the Girls in the Hood song, which I did have in my playlist, but I really don't like it that much anymore. And swapped that out for WAP, which I'm kind of mad that didn't make the album. Um, y'all could have shared the song. Like, you, she did most of the heavy lifting rap-wise on the song, if we're keeping it a buck. So I'd have put WAP on there. And then I'd have did Shots Fire Less. Like, that's how I would have seen this album. Like, again, I know I need to go back and listen to some of our other projects. I've listened to a couple of them. I just don't really remember them too much, but I don't know, I have to revisit them. But overall, I don't think it's a bad project. Um, but again, when you release so many non-album albums, when you come out with your official album, it's just like, it's kind of here, they got around, like y'all said. It's just like, hey, another Megan project. Let me go ahead and push this to the side. It's not nothing to be look forward to like who hasn't dropped an album like kendrick it's not like kendrick puts out music every five five minutes like most of these artists so when something like that whenever he drops it's going to be more appreciated and more sought after and more i guess people will take time to digest it because you know you're not getting another one of these for another five years meg will probably have another project out in two months or three months or four months you know what i'm saying i wish artists way more like literally i wish artists would get out of our face more um, we have too much access to artists, at least for me. I feel like I have too much access to, uh, like, you know, artists' lives. And a younger me would have loved that. Like, I loved knowing what my favorite celebrities were doing. But as I get older, it's more like, all right, go be a person in private. Like, and I just feel like since I know, I see so much of Megan, like, Megan's on Instagram every day, she's on Twitter every day. She on live every day. Like I, I see Megan in the same amount as I see my sister. So like, I don't know. I wish that artists as a whole would just go away. Like maybe you do need to pull a Beyonce and like talk to us every three months when you're only you're selling us things and you go away. Like Beyonce don't talk to us. <laughs> J Cole don't talk to us. 
<laughs> the, the mystique of being like an artist isn't there anymore. Right. The, yeah. It's I, just gone. I, but but I, I do. You know what I'm actually what I'm going to do? And I'm going to try to have it by next week or at some point I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to put I'm going to put together. Let's see. Ten songs. Ten songs since her uh, Tina Snow album. And I'm, I'm willing to bet if I go from like Tina Snow, Sugar, um, Fever, and uh, Good News, I feel like I could put together a better album with the songs that she's put out within the last three years than that one. Like, did you just got, if you got like, like really great songs, you can't just put them out there. Like, I get you're trying to stay relevant and be high and keep, you know, momentum going, but some of these songs you should have saved for your album. And I feel like she kind of did the, uh, she has a little bit of the J. Cole, Nicki Minaj thing where like your mixtapes are really good, but then when it's album time, it's just like, kind of fall flat. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, real quick, we need to, and I was actually, I stumbled across this, the, and shout out to people on my timeline, <laughs> not let me know about this body video. I was actually looking for the uh, Kanye West, because uh, the 10th anniversary of uh, my, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy today as we're recording this and i was looking for the uh the video that i can't remember, i didn't watch i've never seen it but i started it so i was looking on title for that and then i was like oh megan the stallion has a video for this song that i like called body let me click on this and boy oh boy the choreography was a1 you know it looks like they put a lot of work into that routine um it's pretty, uh, pretty a one performative arts from uh, Megan and her cast of um, voluptuous women, women super <laughs> friends that were <laughs> doing the, uh, the the arts. So if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. But like, just first hearing that song is like, oh, it sounds kind of weird, but okay, it works. It's cool. Okay, I get it. Like, it's it's cool. I like it. I like it. Another thing that I, I didn't care for is the feature features i guess like and this is one of the things where i just wish that more women rappers would uh collaborate man like i get it's your debut album but the only way that women are going to start well part of the way that women are going to start reaching that level in a male dominated genre is like y'all gotta ride for each other man like i would have loved to hear make the stallion and flow millie song or Meg The Stallion and Young Baby Tate. Young Baby Tate dropped a fire song, a Rainbow Cadillacs, if you haven't heard it. I'd love to hear Young Baby, or I'm sorry, uh, damn, I'm tripping. A Megan The Stallion and like Mulatto or somebody, like get get one of these other women artists on the album, like do, like, do something like that. Do more collaborations, man. Like, I don't want to hear the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not that great of a rapper. I think Flo Millie's probably a better rapper than the baby. I'd be willing to say that. Just off the rip, you know what I'm saying? Like, give, give, like I see what you're doing. Like, again, you're, you're going for those markets. Like, hey, you got the, the random, Caribbean song, which I don't know. I, don't know. I guess that's that's a market. I get it. You got the baby song, you know. That's that's Atlanta. Obviously, you got Beyonce, which is everything. But I, don't be strategic to the point where it affects the quality of your album. You know what I'm saying? Like. Ah, it kills me when people do that. But yeah, I'd love to see more women rappers collab. Like, y'all have talent. Y'all can out rap a lot of these male rappers, a lot of these male artists. Like, display that talent on, on a larger scale for us. And don't give us the baby talking some stupid shit. Like, I'm good on that. 
Yeah, I think Crybaby. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this girl called Ken the Man, um, but she has a. It's a whole album called. The whole album is called Forty Three Oh Three Oh Four or Three Oh Four. She's from Houston too, though. She's a Houston um, lady, and I think that Swap the Baby out. Well, first of all, take Crybaby off and replace. So send that shit into the sun. Song, <laughs> song with the Megan Ken the Man. Um, collab and i think you you elevate the album a little bit more i agree like a lot of these you bring new fans you bring in new fans like like you start merging these these groups together now these people know about each other it's like all right cool you don't put me on game i know about these people you're elevating other women artists like she she i get it that you want to be the top dog in your album but then you bring in well you do have the city girls but i one of them don't drink water so I, I don't really, I don't really believe believe in them. <laughs> they can't really that good, um, but you got you got it's dominated by male features, man. Like the baby, little Dirk, um, Big Sean, Popcorn, um, yeah, man, Young Thug. Yeah, like, give me some, give me some, give me some of these women artists on here, man. Like some women rappers, man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed. Is is uh, if in a like in two months. Am I, am I, but y'all hear that? No, I don't hear nothing. Okay, I thought it was that point. But uh, like, if in two months she drops another project slash mixtape and it's better than this, I'm gonna be very disappointed because it's just like, well, why are you sitting on all these fire songs? And you just put that out. Then you should have. This should have been a mixtape. Like, man, you just gotta hold on to your good stuff. Like, hold on to that Beyonce feature. Hold on to that Nicki Minaj feature. Hold on to some of these features and put it on your album. Don't just put everything out because it's like, well, it's hot. It's hot. I gotta put it out. Gotta put it out like, gotta gotta you gotta save some of the good stuff, and you just gotta have uh, this. I don't want to say it's like a label album, but like looking at the the feature list, it is it is super dominated by men on here. Like you in twenty twenty, like you can come out with an album with nothing but female rapper features, and no one's gonna be like, "Oh, I needed a I needed a a, a J Cole feature on that. I needed a future feature. like no one's gonna say that. Everybody's like, yeah, that's cool. We can rock with this. Like, I I want, <clears throat> I want I, I I want her next. If I had to, if I was in charge of like, hey, you know, you're in charge. We're gonna put you in charge of like doing her next album. What what's what's the vibe you're going for? What's the, you know, the mood or whatever the sound that you're looking for? I'm telling her to go straight Houston the whole way. Put your city on. Put your state on. Go with that sound. Get a Pepsi verse. Get a Pepsi feature or something. I'm sure a little flip has nothing to do. Yeah, get Slim Thug. And if you if you need, and then do a, like a, a Friday Night Cypher type song with you, Rhapsody, Dreezy, you know, whoever. Flo Millie, Cardi, Nicki. Get uh, as many female as as many female rappers I can afford. I'm getting them on that song and putting that at the end. Like I'm just, you just gotta. This now is the time to really step out and like you got, you know, you're you're hot right now. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Like don't don't do the thing that Drake is doing, where Drake is the hottest rapper out here and he still feels the need to placate to the to thirteen year old white kids. Like you don't have to pay attention to do your stuff. Fair I'm enough. Leave accents alone. Yeah, that ain't going nowhere. So, on a scale of one to ten. What are we giving this album? Oh, I'm giving yeah, it a four. I would say a five. <laughs> I'd give it a seven. I'd give it a seven. Oh, man. Uh, Candyman, what do you got? I'm going to look at something real quick before I make my decision. Candyman? What the fuck? 
Mr. Cooper <laughs> Savage took the, the candy man. I don't Mr. know if he's high or on drugs or. <laughs> uh, I mean, because what I'm doing is look at all the albums that are had have came out this year, right? That I've listened to. Let's see, 2020. There's a, oh, bro, a, a lot. lot. God damn. Well, I was, I was, I was talking. I was asking someone. I was like, well, I was, I was asking the timeline in general. I was like, so when it comes to debut albums, this is the best debut album since what? Since like what debut album? And I'm just like. And and I, I didn't tweet about it, but like uh, Conway, Conway to the Machine, his first debut album actually came out this year. This, this isn't better than that. So well, like, oh, that's what I was gonna base it on. So like, so far in 2020, you got Eminem Music to Be Murdered by Lil Wayne Funeral, Yo Gotti Untrapped, The Allegory, Royce Five Nine, The Baby, My Turn. It was not better than that. PTSD, G Herbo, that shit was trash. Eternal Take, it's not better than Eternal Take. It's not better than Eternal Take Deluxe. Ignatius, a little dated, but I fuck with uh, Jada Kiss. It's not even she put out a project this year, and it's not better than that. Oh, is it better than a written testimony? Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like Jay Electronica is like forty nine years old. Put out. <laughs> he's he's literally like forty nine years old. I was mad confused. Mad confused. Uh, damn, Jeezy put out an album. That's not right. Yeah, he put out an album last night. I'm talking about this year. This this can't be right. 2020 Pyrex Vision that came out this year. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, dude. That was save 17 minutes. That don't count. That don't count. Yeah. Dark Plane demo tapes. No. Freddie Gibbs put out a project this year. Oh, it wasn't better than that. Wasn't West Side Gun put out. West Side Gun put out two. Benny put out two. Ooh. Conway put out two. You know what it was better than though? Pop Smoke. Yikes. Oh. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, damn. Uh, I mean, there, no comment. All right, while Wale put out an album, it's it's not better than that. Well, he put out an EP, but that was really good. Like uh, Wale, or, Wale yeah. makes phenomenal music. Wale also cries on the internet, and it's hard to like both. King's yes. Disease, eh, no Detroit Two wasn't better than Savage Mode Two. I'll tell you that. Shit, it wasn't better than the Liz that uh, Marnie Caesar was better than that. Oh. Yeah, man. I guess four or five is where I'm ranking at right now. Dog. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to lower mine because if you <laughs> if you rank it on if you even like and I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but if you compare it to the album she put out this year, it's not better than that. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, it's it's fine, but it's just like you just gotta look at what else has been coming out and what else she's put out. Like you know, she can do better. It's like that that smart kid that just kind of just. You know, half-ass the paper because they know they can get a C on it, and they really don't care. It's not going to affect their grades. Or like, I just turn this and get a C. That's what this album kind of was. It just kind of, just kind of mailed it in. Well, I don't know. It's not better than Mulatto's project. I know that. Yeah. Big Mulatto, Big Stone. That's very sad. Yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> shout out to shout out to uh, In and Out, great great song on her album. I like that. I like that track. No, I um, love Mulatto's music. I hate calling her Mulatto, but I do love. Yeah, her. she she's she's dug her heels in on that one. But I ain't heard her, but I ain't like it. So <laughs> I do like her music. Fair enough. So you know um, who I do want more from? Uh, just to end this this conversation on on uh, female rappers, I want more from Cash Doll. 
I want Cash Doll to wherever she's at now or to take it higher. I'm tired of the auntie shit. I need better music. <laughs> I can't remember the one I don't like. Uh, there's one. There's one female, one rapper I listened to. I, I didn't care for. Started with an S, but whatever. Um, but anywho, as we wrap real quick, I want to do a real quick shout out to the the homie on Twitter. Uh, her name is Joni. Joni underscore Herdia. Uh, and this is super random, but like if you look at my profile, it says, uh, what does this say? It says Christian value based account. And like she DM me, she's like, yo, what does that mean? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm about to get a follow, man. I'm just out here joking. Jesus. No, no, she what? didn't do it. No, no, she was like, oh, I don't know how to interpret it, but I'll. I'll just interpret literally. She's like, is it sarcasm? I don't know. I'm like, yes. She's like, I do like the name though. And I was like, it's kind of like how 45 says he's like an evangelical and a Christian or whatever. Those are the Christian based values that we we have on my page. So those those are the type of roles. On Christian values. She, she sent me some funny pictures, but yeah, shout out to her. That shit had me dying. I'm like, damn, I'm really about to get a follow. Cause I know, cause like she don't tweet super like non-reckless stuff. So I was like, damn, why she asked me this question? But I found that kind of hilarious, but Cash Doll start lying about her age. Okay. That's what Cash you got to do in the industry. She's trying to sell them. I'll tell you that. Yes. Yeah, respect, respect, respectfully. 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 From the back. Respectfully. Oh, my God. Respectfully. Respectfully. Okay. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, y'all got to sniff. Just a sniff. <laughs> and, uh, Rev, you have any shout outs before we get banned from the internet? Yeah, I'll just return to what I said earlier. If you're looking for some new, like, you know, not trap, not mainstreamish um hip hop to listen to, I would definitely recommend clipping. Um, it's all lowercase C L I P P I N G with a period at the end. Their most recent project, uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned, is so good. It, I'm not going to lie. It's experimental. It's a lot of, like, they don't use percussion, like, traditional, like, beat machines. They, like, bang pots and pans and, like, to get their percussion. Um, but I think if you're looking for something new to listen to, the Visions of Bodies Being Burned is really good. Um, I would say, yeah, that's pretty much all my shout-outs. Shout-out to um, all of you people who are still at home. Um, for the most part, and the people who are wearing masks and continuing to wash your hands and staying away from your elderly grandparents and parents and, you know, trying to keep people safe to the rest of you folks who insist on smoking hookah in the middle of a pandemic, um, <laughs> on your cow. Mm. Shout out to the panoramic. Panoramic. Um, uh, Aaron, what do you got? What are your shout outs? Shout outs to y'all, homie. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Y'all love the pod. Keep doing your thing. That's my only shout out, yo. And Marcus, stop disrespecting J. Cole. He's the GOAT. You and know if you it. me run more time about Gordon Hayward, I'm going to come find you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. I completely forgot about that. I forgot yeah. that the whitest yeah. guy on the planet did not want to play in Boston. That's crazy. Hey man, Black Lives Matter. Um, Mr. Savage. What, what you I don't have anything. Is that a purple blanket you have? Bro, you want drugs, man? No. Like, 
You know what, man? Get the rehab, dog. What? Forgive me. Oh, my God. Anyway. We know. It's been 30 minutes. Man, you got the blanket. You look like a baby mama. You ain't said nothing like 30 minutes, man. Shout out, to, uh, Ooh, wow. shout out to the hobies of uh, Michael Pratt, who always has the the, the fire uh, takes on the timeline as far as like hip hop and stuff. And shout out to uh, Mr. Alexius, who uh, always, wow, 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 this is a Christian value based podcast. Shout out to Mr. Alexius. Uh, probably follow him. He's, he's pretty uh, savage on the timeline. Uh, you got to respect the homie, though. Um, shout out to him. And then my other shout out list uh, shout out to at. Dot my name on you, Chan Lee, as always in the chat. Appreciate it. Self control podcast. Shout out to Nas. I got a Grammy living to send. Just CJ Duncan Seven, who didn't tell me about the body video of the Darkest Night Forty Two. Padre O Nine Two Zero. Yes, another pod. Rachel though. Uh, check Afro underscore Z V F F at Chris Cuddy underscore and I stole the rum. So appreciate y'all rocking with us. A shout out to Jif, who is a heathen. Um, who else? KJ as usual, Tribbles as usual. You, you know, you know what it is. Shout out to Naomi Osaka. You got fire hoodies out. It's pretty tight. Hold on. See the back. Uh, there we go. Shout out to Naomi Osaka dropping the fire hoodies. Um, shout out to Haiti and Japan because that's where she's from, I guess. That's her lineage. But yeah, uh, this is KTSE ad podcast. It's time for me to go get something to eat. We out. Peace. Put a mask on, you heathen. Yes, wash your hands too. Arm. Damn, bro. Do it, man. Man. Do my shout-outs, man. Go ahead. Just a did. I was saying hey, something, but it's right stop. RB singer, stop singing over you. trap beats. It's annoying. Christopher. Dude, out <laughs> crackhead carols, bro. Got Ariana. Like that. Ariana. Black. Bryson Tiller, no more trap beats, please. Black about six black. Black. That nigga can't spell. It's black. <laughs> wow, we're just. <sighs> All right, people, we out. Peace. <laughs>